Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestle Life Radio. My name is Matt Sin, and this show is called Indie Focus. Indie Focus is where we sit down with someone who is working or has worked in independent wrestling, and we learn more about them. Hashtag support indie wrestling. And here today, we're here with my good friend Dante, who wrestled for years as Dangerous Damian Cass. How you doing, buddy? I am good. How about yourself? You know what? I'm doing really great. I'm doing really great. It's been a good day. It's almost Friday. As long as everything goes well, I'm going to see AEW live. So it should be should be great. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I keep forgetting the days of the week because like I work ten hour days now. So like, my, oh man, <laughs> like, like you're like it's almost Friday. I was like, is it? Oh yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> Do you work four ten hour shifts? Yeah, it's the worst. See, my sister did that and she loved it because she had three days off. I don't mind having the three days off, but the worst part is just that, like, I have to, everything I want to do, I have to jam into three days because, yeah, because my hours is just like, because I can't, like, I used to, like, I didn't mind, I don't mind having, like, an eight hour shift because, like, I can still go out and do stuff. But now, with, like, everybody's hours are weird because of the, because uh, of COVID, like, so I can't do anything. Like, everything closes at, like, eight, nine, ten o'clock. I get off at 10 30. Yeah. So if I don't jam it in like right before the morning, which I don't want to do <laughs> like nine times out of ten. So it's just like I gotta wait till like Wednesday or something to do everything. Wednesday or Thursday or Friday to jam everything together and then Yeah. I'm like, uh Friday it's time to work again already. Uh, <laughs> uh I got you, man. I totally get it. I will tell you that once that five o'clock marker hits, I'm like, yeah, I'm done. It's time to go home. Forget this. <laughs> Right. I could imagine working an extra two hours every single day, so oh, I, I'm feeling you. Yeah, it's the worst. It's the worst. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, we're going to talk a lot about wrestling, including your tag team with former Indie Focus superstar, Mr. Devil Anderson. He told some stories about you, so I'm sure you would love to repay that favor. <laughs> but but <laughs> let's, let's, learn, excuse me, let's learn more about you before we actually do that. So tell us about yourself, Dante. All right. Uh... I, I fell in the wrestling uh, accidentally. Uh, it's a really funny story. Uh, I started like right before I turned twenty one. Right, I was going to turn twenty one. Okay, uh, I think uh, so. That was I was actually I was messaging uh, one of my original trainers' uh, ex wife because they actually had a kid uh, the day of my my first show. Wow! So it was just like. Oh, I was like, you know what? I like, I can, I can, I was like, I have to like find out everything like, you know, cause I just hadn't thought about it in so long. And I'm just like, when was that? It's just like, oh, it's 96. I was like, oh God. I was like, oh God. So like, wow. yeah. So yeah. So like I start, yeah. So I started in 96, the year of 96. And then like, I took a year off and then I got back into it again. And yeah, I've been off and on for a couple of years. And then, um, uh, uh, just like got to the point where, you know, there was some other things that, kind of influenced my decision my sure that'll come up uh that to get out of wrestling eventually and then just you know being older and fat you know kind of right <laughs> you know <laughs> your whole metabolism starts slowing down and just yeah. like Ugh. yeah so i was like yeah this is starting to hurt a bit more than what i remember it doing so <laughs> yeah Fuck, I get it devlin has warned me if i ever decide i was actually going to uh join a school here uh in jacksonville and then covid happened oh and yeah. uh so the school didn't open 
And Devin's like, man, you better watch out for that first bump. It's the worst one. It, it really is. It'll <laughs> it'll get you. Like that oh in the ropes gosh. between the like the first bump and hitting the ropes the first few times. It, yeah, it's a nightmare. Like I remember like doing it. Like I remember I was like, oh, they actually like kind of bounce you off of it. But then like, oh, if you hit it wrong the first time, it's like, oh, like the first few times it's an adjustment it's like you're, because you're doing a bunch of unnatural acts like fall right you need to fall down without protect without like trying to catch yourself and it's like the dumbest thing ever because your body's like you're not supposed to do this and so you immediately have to kind of train and like and you hit that first time and you're just like oh god like yeah so it's, it's an eye opener it's definitely definitely an eye opener yeah that's crazy so i i never thought about until devlin mentioned it to me about the ropes actually hurting you you don't think that they do because everyone just kind of you know bounces off of them so perfectly when you're watching wrestling on television or even at rest at indie shows most of the time. How did how do they actually feel? It depends because there's like different types. Uh, for the most part, you'll get like uh, cables, yeah, like something with cables taped over them. So that I mean, so like that does hurt. Like, but I mean, but like the thing about it, like once you get into the pattern, I, I don't know that you get your body gets used to it and you know what you're doing. And like, cause it takes a while to adjust to each ring. Uh, so, cause each ring has like kind of a different feel to it than what the one you were in before. So right. it takes like a moment to uh, pick up on that. And then like, you can adjust, you kind of like adjust accordingly because it just like, it's just like habit. It's just like riding a bike. So like, that's so funny. Cause you learn how to like cross through. Cause like, they, they, they teach you like little little weird things, little small things to uh, get through things. Like it was like, oh, you always want to clear the ring in like three steps. Yeah. Even like a 20 foot ring, you want to be able to clear it and like get t- one, two, three, turn, pivot and be right there. Like, t- like pivot, you hit the ropes, lean into them and shoot yourself back off. But uh, it just like, it just, uh, it's just kind of a, like a thing. Like I said, you, you kind of adjust to it, but like I've been in rings where like some ropes are tight. Some are really loose, and like you got to be careful hitting them. Like I, I, I did a match one time where we just didn't even hit the ropes because we weren't trusting the ropes. We were just like, oh, this wow. is not going to like. I don't want to hit them and snap or something because they were so like. If you, if you leave a ring up too long, like just constantly tight, it's a constant tension pulling. Sixty-six and two-third percent. <laughs> so we. <laughs> so we just got disconnected uh and we got reconnected uh dante why, why don't you uh why don't you tell them what happened uh apparently my big feet <laughs> got in the way of devlin's setup because devlin's got little small midget feet like a hobbit <laughs> like he's gonna go walk across a rock to drop a ring into a to, to a volcano <laughs> so he's not like he doesn't have like there's not a lot of room for somebody who's like over who's like bigger than he is to be down here in their setup so it's like yeah. it's like a toy. It was like when you sit on your like you got a little cousin or whatever. They're like, "Oh, come play with me. Sit on my sit on my little, my little piece set. Sit on this little bitty chair." And you sit down. And you're like, "Oh God! I like if I move, I'm going to be stuck, but I can't get up, and I have to sit here for a minute though to play with the kid." So, oh my gosh, my face hurts. That's I've been laughing, guys, for like three or four minutes before we even started recording again. So, because after Devlin accuses Dante of having boat feet. And Dante is yelling back at Devlin. They they just continue to argue because they're good friends. So <laughs> makes me happy. We're ridiculous. We're absolutely. <laughs> oh, ridiculous. So you were telling me uh, about ropes, and you said that some oh. of them hurt more than others, and some of them were covered in cable. 
Yeah, it just like yeah, I was thinking when like there's constantly like the the ring that we were in. I was talking about like when we weren't going to hit the ropes because they it was just set up like somewhere and it just was never the ropes were never loosened. So they're constantly pulling on each other and the ring's pulling from all four corners and it just you know just warps just bows the ring up and the ropes just lose all kind of like tightness. So like we're like oh we're not going to hit these ropes. Yeah, so it was just like, oh shoot! Oh, we'll go the rope. Shoot off! Nope, reverse. Start on reverse. <laughs> nope, drop down. Nope, start on reverse. Do another hold. <laughs> like, so, like, 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 reverse drop to hold. Like, so, just like, uh, yeah. So I mean, you get to like, as you like get to more experience, and you start learning. Like, you can kind of look at a ring and tell, like, you know, fill out stuff and. You walk around and see how it bounces, you know, how much give you got, where where things are at, if there's a board loose or not where it needs to be at, or, you know, you get to, there's a lot of stuff that goes behind this stuff that I don't, like, people realize with putting together yeah. a ring, like, boards have to be, like, in a certain position, if not, like, you bump and a board pops up and it's, like, the worst. That sounds you know? awful. Yeah, where, like, a board's not, like, in place properly, and you bump, like, in the spot where the board's supposed to be. And it's yeah. Like, oh, it's, yeah. It's it's not good times at all. So mm. yeah. So yeah. Just like I said, it just comes across as like each each ring is, is its own experience. I gotcha. I gotcha. So other than wrestling, what are some of your interests? What you like to do? Uh right now my <laughs> sleeping now is like working, like working <laughs> and trying to be like a dad. A and good hobby. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to get more sleep in and I'm trying to be uh spend more time as a dad right now. Just like you yeah. know, so just like it's always uh just like I play games when I play video games when I get a chance to. I'm a I'm a nerd. I'm a like yeah. what you wouldn't get from looking at me. So I really I play like uh a, a game series called T W. I don't know if anybody knows who that what that is. It's uh uh Total Extreme Wrestling. It's like a wrestling sim management game has been oh dude i used to play ewr extreme warfare revenge yeah it's the same guy right yeah yeah he just yeah he updated i was actually in one of those like i was actually in like one to do like the the last the last big free one he did i was in like i didn't even have release i was in that and that's how i yeah i he did a real real world release and he actually uh guys who some guys who were like in close region with each other yeah he listed everybody as friends so like there's guys like i didn't know at the time but we were regionally we were close and that's how we became friends was because of this game like i actually knew like a couple guys like from the state over and we started just making connections and stuff and it just like and it kind of like grew from there so i'm like so friends with some of those guys because of ewr and i just i i'm, I'm like such a nerd for logistics and doing stuff like that so it just yeah I, it's like i every time he puts out a new game i immediately buy it and i just go into it so like I'm the, really the new one, it just came out, right? Yeah, it came out about uh it's been about uh, three months maybe. Okay. And there's a bunch of like updates and stuff. It's it's different. It plays it plays a lot different than the one before it, but like, you know, I'm like I said, I, I get caught up in these kind of things easily. So like it's easy for me to dive into it and just get caught up. But that's cool, man. I'll have to check that out. I've always heard it was good, but I played EWR for I mean, I've been playing it for probably Fifteen years at this oh, point, maybe wow. no longer than that. Yeah, wow, just kinda... you know, I mean, I take years and years off at a time. Oh, right, right, right. But I'm on like my fourth set, or I was about six months ago until I stopped again. I might have to go. Like, at some part of me, I'm like, I need to go get that old one and check it out to see how it was again. Just, yeah, like, that's crazy. Super cool. Man. If you got the file where you're in it, that'd be cool too. 
I'll have to find it. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Like, I, yeah. but then it's been so long. So like, I don't like, it was in the first, it was in the, like the base, like, uh, install of it. So yeah. it should still be there, but, uh, I'm sure like, I know there was a couple of mods. Somebody did some couple of real world mods and I was in a couple of them. I, you know, this guy's just like, here's some indie guys we found. We'll just put them in there. That's super cool, dude. That is really awesome. It is. I, I really enjoy it. It was kind of like, I'll never be in a WWE like licensed game, but I was like, I'll take this one. This is a win for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so cool. So cool. So as a kid, did you watch a lot of wrestling? I, yeah, like religiously. Like I can't, yeah. remember. I like, I don't be always like, what's your first match? What things, first things you remember about wrestling? Like I, I don't recall any of that. I just recall always watching wrestling. Like I can't pinpoint a like moment where like oh this like awakening and i seen this stuff it was just like it was just always a wrestling thing like i like i came in i just remember always watching uh primetime wrestling yeah on mondays and then watching all-star all of all-star all-american wrestling because uh on sundays because we were like oh watch cartoon express on usa and watch wrestling and then watch kung fu theater yeah it was just like it was just like this block of like my life was just always dedicated to wrestling and it just and it's just always been like a part of my life. And it's always been something I've always been fantasized about. Like something just like always like I love, like, I don't know what it is. It's just like, it just, it's just like, I, I think cause I, I grew up on WWF stuff because like, I didn't get, I didn't get any of the like Southern stuff that like, until like later. So I yeah. got really big into like characters and stuff like that and cartoony like kind of stuff. And then, my cousin introduced me to like comic books too. So all that came to like this whole ridiculous world all at like one time with X-Men and wrestling. So it just became this whole thing. So that's really cool, man. That's super cool. So who were some of your favorites watching as a kid? Uh, you know, I always, you know, I, not now, but like I'm always, Hogan, Hogan was a big friend, like Hogan, uh, Steamboat. And then you, um, uh, you start like, picking up on little things like that as you get older and like, like start liking junkyard dog. And like, it's like another thing, like where things just like constantly like changes. Like I start noticing more and more about things. So like my taste kind of just always evolved from like the one guy to another guy to another guy. Like I really get like caught up in like, uh, uh, like Tito Santana back in the day. And then, yeah, man. And yeah. So like you start, you start like just, I, like I get, I went from Macho Man, like, I got really big into Macho Man, like, when, like, all of a sudden, like, he showed up on the scene, it was just so, like, different from everything else that WWE, WWF was doing at the time, like, he's completely yeah. new character, and it was just like, oh, wow, this guy's great, and he's, he's just, he's hyped, he's always, like, he's, he's on a wild coke trip all the time, <laughs> so, <laughs> I like this guy. Oh, my gosh, yeah, he's so, he was such a unique personality, and honestly, they're, there hasn't really been anyone like him since him. No, no. Like I watched some older stuff. We were watching, I don't know what we were watching, uh, but he was he showed up and he was uh, just we were watching. Devlin was watching a uh, Saturday Night's Main event that came down, and he was uh, it was it was Hogan and uh, Honky Tonk Man, and just getting to watch like all the time when No Holds Barred came out, and just watching like some of his work, not even just wrestling wise, just everything, like how he moved and everything about him. Like, it was like, it's so unique. And I'm just like, how can you not like Macho Man Randy Savage? He was just like, right. just, just amazing, uh, like character work. And like, actually his in ring stuff was just like, just amazing as well. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, 100%. So what actually made you want to become a professional wrestler other than just loving wrestling as a kid? Because I live in this ridiculous fantasy world. <laughs> like I said, yeah. like you come from like wrestling. Like my goals in life would be like either a giant, like a pro wrestler or doing something related to comic books. Yeah. You know, just like I always just like felt like, because like I always felt like that was a way to really express yourself. Uh, like you can get a lot of ideas and present things. You can like, you live in a different world and you can like present these things that you, these ideas and characters you come up with. I was thinking I've always been like really kind of caught up in that kind of like thing. So just like alternate worlds, like what if comic books and things like that. And like just being able to tell a story. So I've always been really kind of caught up in that kind of thing. So I just like, I, if I ever get a chance, like, uh, cause I had bad asthma as a kid. So I was like, I, I figured my ability to be involved in wrestling would be really limited, but just to, I was like, just anything. I just want to do anything. Like, I don't even care what it is. Just, I just want to be involved with pro wrestling. Like whether it's like a, a manager or an announcer or just a guy who takes stuff back to the back, like take their jackets right. to the back or whatever. I was like, I just want to do something with it. Like, so it was just like this weird, like childhood fantasy. And you just never kind of like, you always kind of like, eyeball it and you yeah like it just and it just happened it's like i said it just fell on it just fell into my lap to actually be able to do it so it was just like i like i have to run with this it was obviously meant to be i must do this so. yeah so you you also mentioned comic books do you draw or write or do you have you ever been like part of that world at all yeah um i always used to draw my own comics and do my own thing because my cousin kind of he was the cousin introduced me to comic books was okay. also like the guy who like he was a martial artist he was in the comic books he was in the print so he had this crazy like i like i had crazy like just things around me all the time so like <laughs> like so like i formed a lot of my life from these people like who did that stuff yeah. so i went after that and we were we actually at one point in time even a friend of mine from high school we print up our own stuff we came up our own like you know universe of stuff just everything we actually at one point in time, we tried to submit uh, some stuff over to Tom McFarlane after uh, they started Image. Oh, and wow. I actually met like his uh, like executive editor, I guess his name, editor-in-chief or whatever the title was. His name was Bo Smith. I met him at a comic convention, and I remember just hounding him to try to get on, trying to get our comic books printed. And it, it, it never happened, obviously, but just yeah. always something we always kind of chased and try to do. Um we we made a print like years and years ago, but like it was just a little small print run we did out of our own like pocket and stuff. And it was just like uh, around the same time I was starting to get into wrestling, so it was just like this weird like world coming together, like all these things. Like I'm hoping like maybe one of these things will do it, but like they're both like worlds that are so like hard to really like eventually like grow into, especially if you have no like right. guidance in it. But you know, just like just to be able to feel like to be able to kind of chase your dream on some kind of level was just great to me, like kind of motivating to me. Yeah. Did those two worlds ever mash up? No, 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 no. Like, but I, I mean, I, I would get like ideas like from like I constantly felt like I was in a, a, a mode of constantly writing and coming up with stuff. So it kind of like it kind of blended together as like one fed off the other, but they were never like interchangeable. Always like always keep all of it. Like, I always felt like I've always kept all like certain things separate, like everything. Like I don't want them 
I'm weird. <laughs> so like I want yep. this here and I want this here. I don't want these things like blending together and just like how it is. Like I got I got my wrestling friends. I have my non wrestling friends and like how I can entertain them, walk, talk, and uh, be with them. But like it was just like it was too much of like a weird hassle for me to like always kind of have them together. So it was always kind of like. I got gotcha. you. Separate it, but like it happened one time, but it was just like, ah, this is not, this is not gonna work. <laughs> so he's like, your non wrestling friends cannot blend with wrestling friends. That's a, <laughs> that's definitely a thing. Oh man! So where did you uh, where'd you train? I trained what uh, and what became where Devlin trained uh, when I <laughs> when I got to the building that became uh, where I trained in Columbus, Ohio. Uh-huh. Um, it was just like this little hole in the wall, like building that was just like, like you wouldn't even know it was there if you didn't know to look for it. Like we didn't know, it wasn't like marked or anything. It was just like above like a, like computer, like a used computer place or whatever by a car wash. And it was just like, you get to go up these rickety steps to go into it. And like, <laughs> and like you walk into this building and like, I, they didn't. I think they kind of lived there, but they didn't like they like this guy named Bud and Cat, and it was just like they like one guy was he was a ref and his him and his wife and they just kind of like they helped like run like a local wrestling thing with other people like with some of the local guys that were doing stuff at the time, and it was just like it was just a low boy ring, uh, this low like ring with uh like a wooden ring instead of like being metal and like the like the outside was wood and just like it was. It was a crappy ring to learn in, but like it, it was sounds like, painful. It, it was. Oh, it was. It was terrible. But I mean, it was such an amazing dream. Like I remember like the first time I got into like I got into the ring, it was like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. Like it was like, yeah. like this is this is what I was meant to do. Like I feel like I was meant to be here for this moment. And it was just like oh but I mean it was a terrible, like I mean, terrible thing, but like I didn't notice any of that because this is just I it had a wrestling ring and that's all that mattered. It was a yeah. functional working wrestling ring and somebody was teaching me how to do these things in it. And it was just like, I don't care what's like, it could, like, I don't care where it's at. Like, it's like, it's a ring that works. Let's do it. Let's like teach me everything that I can to like be a part That's of it. So cool. So, and That's so cool. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like even like meeting, like I met these guys at a WWE house show, like randomly we got to, <laughs> like he, uh, the guy was like, oh, a little skinny kid. And he was just like, hey, he uh, went down there by the aisleway when they were recording, like, the syndicated show for the weekends. And, like, I guess one of the bushwhackers, like, grabbed his head and licked his head and his glasses go flying. And like, ha ha. <laughs> like, you know, it was like, he was like, and we got to talking. I was like, man, how was that? Like, you know, that was great. Like, he was like, oh, man, you know, he's like that. Like, I do wrestling locally. I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, that was my tag partner. I was like, this guy's like. It's like 120 pounds soaking wet, and it was like, yeah, was like, yeah I'm a, like I wrestle, and this is my tag partner over here. We can, we can, you know, if you're interested, like we can teach you. I was like, yeah, let's teach me. Yes, I kind of thought he awesome. was kind of like kind of joking, but like I was like, but if he's if he's not, I can't afford to ignore this. Yeah, just <laughs> so like, and then he said, like a week later, I I walked into this little pit, <laughs> this pit right. Where, of a, like a little room that was no like it was like being in a basement because like it was such a low ceiling so uh-huh wow that's crazy <laughs> that's awesome so before i want you to tell me before each match did you have any rituals anything you did every single time uh 
I always, you know, I got ready and I would get like partially ready. Uh, and I would just kind of like try to get myself, like try to figure out what I'm doing. Like, you know, like, Hey, what's, what's my, what am I doing tonight? And they were like, Hey, you're doing ABC and you're going to attack this guy and you're going to do this. So I always try to mentally sit down and focus on everything that I'm doing and like right. try to like figure out like how my character would do it. Like how to like, what goes on here? How does this feel? Like, how would I react? How is this character reacting to this? Or how would you react to that? And it was just like a lot of like trying to bar myself off and like figure it out and thinking it. And then like from there, it was kind of like, let's go, let's do it. And so it was always just like, I, like I had like my short little meditation kind of like thing. And even it just, just to like, like I said, just to focus on what I want to do and, and just go. So just weird thing you yeah, said no, not weird at all no not at all so i want you to tell me about your very first match that you had in front of a crowd and tell me how it went <laughs> <laughs> that's just the reaction i get they're like oh i gotta i gotta talk about this it's the worst like i i tell i probably have like easy one of the craziest like wrestling stories i'm sure like people are like i'm you hear a kind of weird first match things mine was i think it was a big test to just see if i wanted to do it it wasn't so much like oh we're gonna go out there singing this like i trained for i had no business being on a show i trained for maybe a couple months and they were like hey we got this show coming up since such place uh we want you to do this angle with this guy and I was like, he does it everywhere he goes. He like he takes a takes a guy and like you pretend like you're like you quote unquote stole his identity. And he's his name was uh, Mr. Stanman Terry Stellato. And like he like you're gonna steal his you're quote unquote stealing his identity. And his his story the story is that he was the heavyweight champion and he had to vacate it because he got injured. And you stepped in and you're you know since it was just this one off show. That's what they were like. This is the angle that we're running. And I was like, okay. okay. And so it was like. Well, what's going to happen is that you're going to have this match and you're not going to like, I was like, I'm not ready for a match. It's like, oh, well, you're fine. He'll take care of you. It's okay. You don't have to worry about anything. You're going to go in here. He's going to like, it's going to, he's going to, you go in there, you do this, this, and this, and then he's going to take care of it from there. He's going to hit you with like his finisher or whatever, blah, blah, blah. You're down. You're going to sell it. And he's going to take your, he's going to take that shirt off that you're wearing. Cause it's going to be one of It's going to be the opposite color gear of what he's wearing. It's his stuff. But like you take this off. And he's going to take it off of you and it's like, cause he's taking his identity back and he's pinning you yeah. and you win the belt back. And I was like, I'm not ready for this. I was like, I, I don't like, it. I was like, Oh no, it's fine. And it was like, he was like, well, you know, then he's going to, you know, like I said, he's going to take your shirt off and whatever else. And, you know, I was like, leave you there. I was like, I don't I think that's a terrible idea. It was like, no, no, it'll work. It'll work. I was like, I think it's bad. It was like, okay. Like, no, it'll trust us. I was like, okay. So I got the thing and I was like, you know what? These guys have been doing it however many years. They've said it's going to work. I don't know anything about this. Then I guess I, I'll go all in on it then. And they were like, well, okay. Then like, so like a week later, I was like, I got these ideas. Like, okay, well, if he's going to take off my shirt, then what if, what if he like, he takes off like, my like he like i have my single half down like and he gets like that and i have like these christmas boxers i want or whatever like i do something goofy like just to just to go <laughs> along with it they were like that's a little much i was like no it'll be funny it'll be funny, it'll be really funny. 
And it was like, let's do it. I was like, you guys are saying this is going to work. So let's go all in and just do it. So, and so we did this match. And uh, so they came to, my trainers came to, came, came out with me. Uh, they were called the Casanova click. They're, uh-huh. uh, Dale Johnson and Chip Allgood, the Chip and Dale, the uh, Casanova <laughs> click. And we came down and we came on ringside and, um, uh, I worked, I remember like thinking when I first came out, like it seemed like the biggest thing I've ever like been in. Like it was a high school gym and uh, this place called West Jefferson, Ohio. And uh-huh. I came down there and did it. Like I, I thought it was the greatest thing of all time. And like it, like to me, it could have been like, a th- it seemed like there was like a thousand people there, but it was probably, probably like a hundred, 200 or something. Yeah. And, uh, and we, and we got out there and he came to the ring. I, I punched him. I do punches. I eye gouge him. I shot him off to duck down. He gives me like some, like he does that, like that knee thing Triple H ended up doing and like yeah. gives me whatever his finisher was. I don't remember what it was. Like even they, they, my trainer, like I bumped and just lay there and my trainers came, they came in, they did their whole spot with them and take the heat and get bumped around. And then he, it got to the point where like the story got so convolved, like so much stuff happening, like where, he was going to pin me, but before he pinned me, he pinned me. He decided to bring his kid into the ring to pin me. What? And then, yeah. So it became this whole thing. Like I said, I think it was just a test. Like I said, it was like they, he pinned his like ten year old kid son or whatever comes in. He pins <laughs> me, takes the belt, takes off my shirt, and then like he strips my singlet off. And like I said, I have this Mickey Mouse. I have like tidy whities on underneath it, but I have these boxes, these Christmas boxers. With Mickey Mouse, and I get embarrassed. He takes my stuff off, and <laughs> it's like the worst thing. Like it's like, oh my god! Like what if? Like how my junk doesn't come flopping out of here? Like I swear, <laughs> it's gonna be the worst thing ever. Yeah, and I did this, and like, but like I said, it got over, and I went and um, uh, and the crowd ate it up, and it just like you know, it was so ridiculous and crazy. And from then on, that's why I was like, I, I was like, I'll do any kind of thing to get that kind of reaction again. Uh-huh. I was like, I don't like, like people like, oh, I hate losing. I was like, dude, you do, you have not lost until you've had a, a eight year old kid pin you and leave you half naked in a wrestling ring. You don't know what losing is. You got to put some guy over. Whoop de doo. <laughs> like imagine being having to get pinned by eight year old in your Christmas boxers. There's that. That's amazing. Oh. So yeah, so I've I, like I've gone from this like this super humbling moment and just and they they just never they never requested me again. They just like oh let's do everything and let's go do it. Like so I just if it's a good idea, if it sounds like it's going to work, let's do it. If it's going to get That's a good awesome. reaction, let's go do whatever ridiculous idea you come up with. If it's going to get over, let's do it. So <laughs> so you went from getting uh, pinned by an eight year old <laughs> to uh, eventually teaming. With Mr. Devlin Anderson. Tell me how the Black Irish Saints got started. We had, me and Devlin had always kind of been intertwined with each other from like when he started. Like, I don't know, like, did he mention like how, how we, uh, how he started? Like what happened our first like interaction with each other? I honestly don't remember. That was like four months ago. Yeah. So I don't, I'm I've sorry. never listened to it. I don't remember, but like he yeah. came in and like. <laughs> like I like took some time off. Like I, we stopped running shows for X amount of whatever time because it was summer. So we ran less shows uh, for the promotion that we were at, and or like the time of year they were just like whatever. So much stuff happening late summer that they kind of like 
instead of doing like every like one every couple weeks, one like every other weekend or every weekend, we would just kind of yeah. like do one a month or you know, and kind of then pick it back up in the fall. And we, uh, he showed up like in my time where I just wasn't, I was just like, well, we're not doing anything, so I'm just not going to train, I'm going to just rest and heal my body up a little bit. And like, I showed up one day and there's this kid's bumping around this kid. I was like, who's this kid in here? And he's bumping everybody. He's throwing suplexes. He's doing stuff. I was like, I took off. I got bumped around and took offense for like the first three months. I like, it took like, even then, like, even after I had my first match, I don't think I ever got offense in like for like, like for like another, like four more months. I was like, who is he? Like, how long has he been training? It was like, oh, a couple weeks. Ridiculous. I was like, stop. Wow. This is no stop. And like, yeah, so I told him, I was like, don't, I was like, I was like, can you bump? Can you take a face bump? And he was like, no. He's like, I'm kind of scared to. I was like, why are you suplexing people? And I don't know. I don't I was like, don't suplex anybody until you can face bump. Don't take offense. Don't give out offense until you can bump right. Because it's a, you know, kind of, you need to learn how to take care of yourself before you yeah. take care of anybody else. Like, so it's that makes dangerous. Sense. Don't do this. Okay, I won't. Like, I'm. I don't. I was like, don't let me find out otherwise. Like, it's you're going to hurt somebody. And he. So I just didn't know. And then like I disappeared for like, I didn't. I didn't come up the next the next training session. And when the guys called me, like, hey, Dante, didn't you tell the devil not to do this, this, and this, not to do offense stuff? He's like, yeah, like, yeah, I did. He's like, he's up here, he's up here hip tossing, suplexing people, and doing all kind of <laughs> spying. But they're like, are you serious? I'm like, sounds hey, like that. Yeah, and like three other guys, like yeah, he did that. Stubborn and, Devlin Anderson. <laughs> yeah, like oh, he did that. <laughs> so yeah, so I came up like the next training session, and I just like I shot on him, and I stretched him, and like I, I, he tells me I blacked his eye. I don't recall watching his eye. <laughs> Not being he funny, might have but, mentioned that, but I can't remember. Yeah, like I, he tells him, like I, like he's like, oh, you, you, you dotted my eye, you stressed me. You, I know. I remember one time I told him I was like, I saw him to the ropes, and I said, "Tuck your chin and pray to God." Look like, what, and I shot him off. And I don't, I just came up with some move to dump him on his face or whatever. And it just, I was like, don't do this again. Like, this is a bad thing. This is why you don't do this. Don't. And from there on, like he listened from that point on and he started developing and working. And then from there, I was like, I'm just going to keep an eye on him. And we kind of became like friends through that, through like this ridiculous wrestling brotherhood of beating each other up to right. like, teach a lesson. And, um, he just like he was super nervous at his first show and like he told me I talked him down and you know I calmed him down and you know he did his thing and and from there Devlin just he just was really good and like we'd always like I said so we wind up traveling and doing shows together with a group of people and people always wind up putting us together like as like a random tag or like a singles match or whatever else. And yeah. I'm just like I was just like I want to do something different. Like I need to do something to like increase my bookings. I need to do something. Like I need to do something different. I was like a good tag team's always worked for me. So like we kinda kinda brainstormed this idea of me and Devlin, we could tag up and I and we just came up this I was like, hey, uh what do we kind of have in common that can kind of work? And it was like uh black I was like a black iris. Like I was like my last name is Dunnigan. His like Devlin's Iris too. So I was like, let's run with that. <laughs> like let's run with this <laughs> this black iris thing. And like I was like and we kinda came up we kinda went back and forth over names and then we kinda then the black Irish saints thing kind of stuck that's pretty great and we just kind of like we just kind of came up with this whole like we were hard-nosed we were a hard-nosed tag team and it just kind of like then we got a hard-nosed tag team to kind of start drinking 
to a really drunk tag team to like like, oh, he told me about yeah, that. Yeah, you guys we, were heels, and you would just like hit on the girls in the front row and ignore their boyfriends. Yeah, we did all kind of like silly, ridiculous stuff. We were just super heel. Like when we first started, yeah, we were we were still trying to figure out the gimmick. We were just like hard nosed heels that that carried a flask and like he carried a pool. I was like, came with his idea, get a pool cue because I was like, it's the most ridiculous thing ever. Get a pool cue. <laughs> you come to ringside with that. Uh, I'll come with my bat and we'll like, we'll go from there. Like I was going to like try to stereotype the black part and he stereotyped the iris part. And we kind of like that was the black iris thing, but then it became just like a big iris thing instead. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, so you guys we, came out to dropkick Murphy's, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I came up with that because like, I thought it was the greatest song ever. We came up, uh, I was shipping up to Boston because I'd seen it on the, the departed. And I remember yeah. hearing, I was like, what is this song? And I was like, this is great. I was like, that's a perfect song. And like, we kind of like, I know we went kind of back and forth over like two or three different songs, but then I remember hearing that. I was like, this is that song for us. That's it. That's what we need to come out to. And then we, uh, we actually, at one point we came out to that song, but we put the boondock saints prayer on top of that. Like at the beginning of it that led oh, into wow. the music. So it was like, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, we, we can't, like I said, we constantly, like, it was just like, once we got rolling, like we were just, come up with new things to kind of like see what work and evolve the gimmick and people are like hey once you once you guys play that drunk up play that drunk thing up a little bit more it's like well, bet so we would like pass, <laughs> we would just like we come to ring like we're half drunk or we pass out in the middle of the match like in a lockup or something like that or like i fall asleep on like the ring even waiting for a tag or just like we we're like oh that's it and then we get get the fight we're like that's it i'm sobered up it's time to fight and so then like, we just kind of just run from there with with stuff so that's incredible. It just, yeah, it just kind of like fed into like each other. It was really we we actually uh, we our book our first year we did the ta- the the tag gimmick. We I think we lost like every match, but like guys were like they kept putting us in like these weird like these high profile match. Like you're going to be in the main event with this six man. You're going to attack this guy. You're going to do this, but you're going under. It's like oh okay. So we like we're never like and then I think the first match we won we won tag belts and it was just like. I don't know how we got to this point, but like it's, it's working. So. so I need to talk to you about one of my favorite things I've ever seen. Um, so when I first interviewed Devlin and I first met Devlin, I watched a couple of his matches online. Um, but when I, I couldn't remember what your rename was. So I looked up the Black Irish Saints because I specifically remembered that. And I found a video on YouTube that is called the Black Irish Saints Invade Next Gym. <laughs> And it is the greatest eight minutes and 18 seconds of my entire life. It was so good. I was laughing the entire time. And like, I thought you were really tall because you're standing next to Devlin. I didn't know how tall Devlin was. He didn't mention that. Right. And so then after I I watched it, I watched that. And then I watched the casket match that Devlin actually mentioned in his episode against the Journal X. And I looked up on cage max. I'm like, there's no way Dante's only six foot tall, man. He's standing way, like way above Devlin. <laughs> I didn't realize that Devlin was only five six. Right, right. That was really short. That was really <laughs> short. So, like, it really makes me look really good because he's short. So, like, like I'm boring right around six foot. Like, so, like, I would just go like I'm six foot. I would just tell everybody I'm six foot. Yeah, but he's yeah, like I said, Devlin. Like we were talking about uh, before, like Devlin is like five six five. Pushing five seven, maybe, yeah, maybe, and it was just like you know, so, so me, so that puts me at like like a head and a half like taller than him, and it just like right. so, like yeah, so 
but I'm like, I'm usually one of the bigger guys, like where we go, but then they're, but then like, I'm right. Then I'd be start becoming average all of a sudden. Cause then all of a sudden everybody yeah. got like six, four, six, three. I'm like, oh, Jesus. So, <laughs> yeah. So they kind of took away from, but I get, I get, but I'm like, I'm a tall black guy. So I get that, I get that, I get that black guy, that angry black guy heat on the, on the show, the one black guy. Uh-huh. On the show. So I, so like, I think that actually, I can carry, like, I think I know how to carry myself bigger than what I am. So I look, yeah. like, you know, plus then, like, I got Devlin's short self out there. So it makes me look, it makes me look <laughs> like I'm 6'3 or something like that. But, like, it's <laughs> like, amazing. So that's so good. But yes, everyone needs to go watch Black Iron Sinks Invade Next Gems on uh, YouTube. It's terrific. We haven't, oh my God, like, because I took a lot of, we took a lot of, like, liberties talking crap about people we didn't like at the time. And it was just like, yeah. oh God. I was like, I, like, I cringe watching that now because I'm friends with, some of the people like I we were talking bad about like and I feel really awful like I feel really yeah. bad about that so like yeah but yeah like kind of take it like, <laughs> like like I'm older now like so like uh maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have done that yeah, yep. like if you do watch it this, yeah it, it's totally like that's that's just how we are all the time that's us like that's basically who we are like that's yeah. our whole spill with each other we're constantly like that that segment is who we are like in real life like so we're like you heard a bit of a bantering back and forth with each other that's just what yeah. we do like that's <laughs> basically what we heard when we had to pause the episode i mean it's the same thing <laughs> so <laughs> it's terrific it's good um so i've been waiting and i actually looked it up so it hasn't been 4 months it's been almost 5 it was march 31st when i interviewed devlin or when i posted the episode anyway i've been waiting 5 months to hear the answer to this question um <laughs> it's probably I, a disappointing answer so I want you to tell me about your matches with Devlin Anderson. Like just overall or like any Yep, just overall. He told me a story about, you you heard the episode, about when he uh, just slapped you right on top of the head, on top of your big bald head. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how was it like working with him? You you'll hear wrestlers go like if you're friends with somebody you're gonna you're you're gonna get away with you're gonna do a little bit more because when you live with somebody else and yeah. we both got to the point where we were we were both like taught to work work snug like and like right. we're very like we want ourselves to look very believable so and then you know we're friends so we would just deck each other like we yeah yes just like. We've had matches like he probably mentioned it. We had a match like with a third guy, and we were just we were just just throwing them like throwing like haymakers at each other. It looked like we were just really hitting each other. And like guys, like are you guys mad at each other? Like something yeah. happened. He was like, "Nah, nah, we're good. Like there's nothing yeah. wrong." Like I actually one time just to give you an idea like of how how bad we were with each other. Um. Do you remember when Pillman got hurt in WWE? Uh, it was E at the time, WWF, and he got hurt, and they set him up with Austin. I do remember that. Yes. Well, he did the thing when Austin attacked him uh, and quote unquote hurt him, put him back out. Pillman, like on the Pillman DVD, like he mentions, like, well, not Pillman was already gone at that point, but Austin goes yeah. like when he it's like he goes. Pillman came running in from behind to hit me for his big return. Like, the kitchen sink. Yeah, yeah. Devlin mentioned that. Yeah. He, yeah. I that's I told him I said, I, I seen that I seen that the uh the DVD of it and they're talking about it. I go, you know what? I bet you I can knock Devlin out. <laughs> I bet you I can hit Devlin with that and I can knock him out. Were you trying to knock him I out? I legitimately tried to knock Devlin out one time. 
That's awful. That's yeah. We're, we're terrible people. We're terrible. We're that's terrible that's people. friendship right there, man. Yeah, and like, and he like, and he goes, and I hit him. Like I ran in, and I tried my darndest. Like I'm trying to keep my my language appropriate. I tried. Yeah. I came flying at him like full speed. Ran down to the ring, slid under the ring, got up and just wow, and I just do everything I could in like this. <laughs> This form and he calls it the low high low because he says I hit him high, I hit him low, then I hit him high again. He's like, How did you hit me like three times on one swing? I was like, dude, I swung all I could. Like he goes, he goes, like I came close to like he like he says like he came really close to like blacking it because he just wasn't expecting that much of a hit. And I got him in the back. Yeah. And I got him on the back of the head too. And he's like, he I remember he hits and he staggers and he turns around and I throw the biggest work stiffest punch I could I could, I could, and I hit him, and he goes like I blinked out, and then I, then like the second one, like you brought me back around, like with the second time you hit me, because it was just like we tried, like we did all kind of terrible stuff to each other. That was like and he's like, why didn't you tell me? I was like, because you'd expect it then, and then you'd be prepared. I wanted to catch you completely off guard so I could try to do it. That's that- <laughs> we're horrible. I just yeah. I- so this is you're in front of a crowd like this is this is in the middle of a match you're yeah. trying to not you're trying to completely black him out <laughs> yeah yeah like and I just like I don't even like like and I wouldn't I wouldn't like like I said don't get me wrong I'm not like a dick I wouldn't just do that to anybody else I wouldn't go out there and <laughs> no just, just to like, one of your best friends like I did it to him because like that's kind of like how we how we were with each other and like that's how you show love right yeah but then like <laughs> so that makes it worse like we would do stuff like if we go on the floor we always knew like if you go on the floor. We're closer to the fans, so you got to tighten it. You so you so we really start throwing punches. Yeah, we were like just just hitting each other, just decking each other. And we knew it, like like hit hard in safe places. What we did basically, and yeah, we ended up in a crowd on this match. And he 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 says he he did it on purpose. Like he's like, oh, you saved your head today, didn't you? I was like, yeah, you know, day of a show always. I usually that's what I do if I didn't do it the night before. Like, uh-huh. oh, okay. And he like he hit me, and I swear it was he smacked me across my like he basically like a chop, like like a like a Ric Flair chop, but to my head, and it just like oh my god, I was like oh my god, oh my god, and I remember like getting away from like oh my god, he really did he chop me across my head? I was like oh my god, that that hurt so bad. I was like what do you do? What what was that? And like he just like and he he was like yeah I did that on purpose yeah I was like right thanks for that yeah I was like so we we've got horrible stories where we've just decked each other we've we've hit each other like like I said we people think we really are trying to kill each other out there and that was kind of that is so funny and that's kind of how like all of our matches are and like they are like I've had I've been in like actual fights that weren't as hard on me as like matches with Devlin like because. <laughs> Throwing each other around, we're bumping, and he's we're really throwing punches and elbows at each other's head and neck, and it's just like it just there. I mean, yeah, if you can see something like if you ever like like that one, it's that there's a match me and him did. Like I, I'll have to get you a link to it, and it's just like we are okay. just beating the crap out of each other, like right from the beginning. I came like running, and these were like we we started on the floor, so that there's that rule again right there. So we just we're just. I'm trying to like blast Devil like as hard as I can because we're right in front. Of you. you can hear him go, "Oh!" Like I was like, "Yeah, you had that one coming." And we're just we're just going at it, man. It's just ridiculous. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. 
Oh my gosh, you guys have way too much fun. I guess we're saying <laughs> fun in that ring. Yeah. Fun, fun is like ah, fun is in like we're beating each other up because we're stupid. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Nobody's ever said our matches were like bad. We're just like we go ooh, like we never got to complain about like hey, you guys need to go out there and lose something, like, loosen up a little bit. You guys are like, what's what are you guys doing? That's how we are. It's fine. <laughs> oh, I would absolutely like to see that. So please share that with me after uh, after we're done here. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. That's great. <laughs> so I want you to think back. How long did you wrestle actually? I I wrestled probably like if you take out like the the two or three years where I just didn't do it at all. I wrestled yeah. like a total probably about right at or around like maybe a little more than twenty years. Wow. And uh, so you covered a lot of ground. Yeah, because I started, like I said, I had my first match right before I turned 21, and I think I had my last match, uh, uh, I was like, I hate aging myself, but uh, I put my, I think I had my last match at like 42. Wow. 41. It's a two-decade career, that's crazy. My, like, goal was just like, if I wrestle 10 years, if I'm not doing anything, I'm not thinking I'm going in the right direction. I'm just going to stop. Yeah. But I don't know what happened. Like, I, like, I think like, you uh, loved it. I think I got like, like I said, I missed a year. So when I stopped wrestling and then I got back into it and then right, like right about, like I said, I started in like 96. So then like 2000 came and then I was like, Oh, I think like, I think I, like, I like, I feel confident enough where I can try to like, maybe start sending out matches to try to see if I can maybe, do something with this man because i knew at that time wcw was signing everybody and I didn't, like not say that i'm so good that i think somebody's got to sign me nationally but i was like i think maybe i get a shot for maybe like maybe like get on the radar and i can go from there yeah and and then from there uh ecw shut down i was like oh there's my end there because i knew yeah i was like oh maybe maybe i still have a chance and then like i think it was like a month later wcw shut down i was like yeah well not going to be able to get, like, not getting a Fed deal. I know that for sure. Now, yeah, like, that's a so, bummer. So I got to the point where just, like, if I'm not having fun with it and it starts hurting too much, then I'll stop. But, like, I took some time off again. Uh, I got married the first time. <laughs> okay. And uh, I stopped wrestling then. I stopped wrestling for, like, two or three years, and I got back into it from there. And it started to be good, and I started to, like, like start having fun and start doing stuff and meeting people and doing things and you know you like some of these guys like end up becoming like your family you guys you're really close with guys that you really yeah. like uh form a good bond with and like it just it starts going and you like that's that's the part that's hard to like that's the part that i miss and that's the part that's always the most important part is the back and being with these guys and learning stuff and coming up with things and like my i met my my second wife uh through wrestling and my family like through wrestling so just like you know so like i owe a lot to wrestling and that's why i've always yeah. like no matter i always talk bad about it but i love wrestling because it gave me my family it gave me so much stuff like so yeah it's like i can't like i came out ahead more than most people do so like a lot of people yeah. say they got hurt or they hate it and they come through it but like i really gained a lot from pro wrestling that is always very nice to hear. It really is. Thank you. So 
you wrestled for 20-something years, right around two decades. You had a lot of matches. I want you to tell me about your favorite match you've ever had. Favorite match that I've ever had. Yeah. I don't I don't even know, like, it's really hard to say. I think I've had, like, a bunch of matches I'm yeah. really proud of. Uh, I think, uh, I think the match, I think I, one of the matches, I think I hold a higher guard. I think it's just stuff with, like, uh, my tag stuff with Devlin. Uh, yeah. No, tell him I told you this. <laughs> right? Yeah, I won't. No. This. I, Your secret's safe with me. This will definitely not be posted on the internet. <laughs> 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 I, I think, uh, I think honestly, I think one of my one of my favorite matches were tag matches with him that that uh, street fight with Adrenaline X that you've seen. But I think my favorite match uh, of all, I think my the match that I always had the highest is like I had this match with this, my first tag partner uh, named Trevor Lowe. Uh, I beat him in a he had the, he was like the heavyweight champion. Uh, for our promotion for a really long time, for like five or six years, something like ridiculous. Wow! Like Bull, like the guy who booked him, he like hated moving the titles, and then he got to the point where he just wasn't showing up a whole lot, and then because he lived in a completely different state, uh, so then he got to the point where he wasn't like he started off living in the same state, and then he moved out of state, but he kept coming back for shows, and then he yeah. got to the point where he was it was you know obviously being so far out, it became too hard for him to start doing it. Yeah. Uh, and I would always said, like, me and Bull, like, the guy who ran the IWA at the time, like, we didn't, like, we always kind of had this weird relationship. Like, cause he, like, the first time he seen me, he thought I was too jokey for wrestling. I didn't yeah. take it serious enough. But the guys I came up with were jokey, but we had a good time. But when it came to get into the ring, we, we would get into the ring and practice properly. And yeah. Take it seriously. But he, like, that didn't, wasn't a thing for him. So he'd always told people, hey, I would never, like work for him i never do anything and eventually i did and i told i said my goal was to be like the heavyweight champion here like he'd get him to the point where he'd have no choice but to put the belt on me uh that was my goal like that was the thing i was going to accomplish like one way or another that's what was going to happen and so i finally got in this position where we build up a stable we did stuff and uh they were like, well, we're going to make you a hill. We're going to make you the top hill. And eventually you're going to take the belt off Trevor. And I was like, and we had a, we had a group together and it was a three guy group. We called ourselves the new breed. And, uh, like they both went and kind of like won the title and feuded with each other. And I was kind of like lost guy. And then, you know, so like I had to, you know, come up with my own ideas, come up with my own angles and things. And yeah. I present myself to try to, uh, market myself to him to make myself seem more important and be more valuable. Uh, because he like I had already I had already finished out my training when he took over the uh when he started you know booking everybody. So like guys that were paying him for training and stuff had like the 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 top spots like top guys and I wasn't one of those guys so I had to earn my spots basically. So um when he got to the point when they finally like hey uh we're gonna put you in this match and we like I didn't think the match was going to happen because like he there was a couple of shows he just didn't show up or he wasn't able to make it or he was at the last minute or something happened he didn't show up I was like I'm never going to win this match I was like I'm never it's never going to happen it's not going to yeah. happen so it eventually happened we did it in this <laughs> it was like in a car lot we wound up doing it like in this car lot at Circleville like some promotional thing that we ended up doing or something and okay. we did it and I 
be him at this match. And like, it wasn't like it wasn't like it was a super great match or anything like that. It wasn't like anything and like we did good stuff. I think we did good business together. And but we told it. I think it was the story because it was such a. It was like years of frustration and accomplishment finally coming to a head, and me winning this title. That you know, like like I said, it, it doesn't mean anything. It was just the idea, of the fact that he had to acknowledge me as his top right. guy, and like. I said it was a good match and like I think like I got really kind of emotional like for a moment and then I had to get up and be up the ref. So right. <laughs> just like it was like there's this acknowledgement I did it, it's mine, and it's like, okay, now get up and DDT the ref and beat him up and you know, so that was like I don't like I have footage of it somewhere. I don't know where I don't know if I could ever I but it it was probably like it meant the most. I mean the match that meant second most to me probably one or two, and then there's a there's a tag match I had when I first came back from a major injury, uh, and by major injury I mean I got stabbed. <laughs> so, uh, okay. I got yeah. I don't yeah. I was that. I was trying to see if I can dance around this ever after actually talking about this. But if you look, you don't up, have to if you're not comfortable. No, no. I just feel like because like because it, it it's a whole big story that takes over. But if you okay. look up my like I'm I'm. I'm Devil May mentioned to you, but if you look up like Dante Dunnigan uh, and Google, you'll see a story where I got stabbed uh, by some random guy because I went to school in a government building, part of a government building, like probably was rented out by the Ohio Attorney General. So it was kind of like uh, <clears throat> that. So it was kind of a big deal. But this guy like randomly came in and attacked people, and I got stabbed trying to help people out. And I got stabbed like nine times. In my so life. you're a hero, to an extent, to some yeah. people. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't say that because I don't think it was anything heroic. I think it was just like the right thing to do. Uh, and I know people throw it up at me as that. I don't like don't don't use those words on me. And like people are, I'm kind of like weird about it. But uh, it. And that's part of the reason why I stopped wrestling because it did start to hurt because like I, said, I got stabbed in my diaphragm. Yeah. One of the stabbings and like, uh, so like they're scarred. So I have scar tissue cause they did a uh, exploratory surgery on me. Uh, yeah. to make sure I didn't have any eternal bleeding. Cause like he stabbed me, all my stabbings was on my, on my left side. So I guess I was kind of like trying to fight this guy off and do stuff. And like, so I got stabbed like a couple times on my side and, my abdomen and stuff. So they were like, oh, well, you got puncture wounds there. So we're hoping you didn't get hit and something important because that's where everything, all the important stuff is on the left side of your body, like your yeah. heart, <laughs> like your heart and stuff. So you need to, you know, so, uh, so that was a thing. And, um, so the match that I had coming back, cause I didn't, cause I was like, I was determined to come back and I had this tag match afterwards. And it was like, it meant a lot to me. Like I had probably, like I said, probably that's probably the most important one that felt the most yeah. good because it was just like, hey, uh, I'm kind of like reclaiming my life. So it did, yeah. Uh, so there was this thing. So there was like this whole thing with my whole wrestling thing became like uh, there's a guy who got who got stabbed and came back. So it kind of like ruined heel stuff for me. I was doing at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, oh, we can't really boo you right now because you did this. <laughs> this this crazy thing that saved lives, but you can't yeah. you can't really like nobody in their right mind is going to boo you at the, at this right now. So just like so, it kind of like it changed a lot for me 
like like on like a bunch of different levels and like so like just being able to come back from that was just a really big deal for me and i really like i just i would say yeah that would probably that's probably the like those top two matches there that's so cool man that's really cool thank you yeah so you you were ddk for a long time tell me how your character changed over the years i was I, I've all, well, other than that one match, I've always been uh, Damien Cass. Uh, mm-hmm. I never liked that name. <laughs> like, I was, no? I hated the name. Who I came up with it. Name. My trainer. My trainer did well, Why didn't you change it? Because I couldn't think of anything better. It's kind of, <laughs> kind of with it. Well, the first, the, uh, the first name, like they presented to me, was because uh, I had this, I used to have this shirt with just a D on it, like a circle with like a D on it, because, for, you know, my name. And uh, they see me wearing it one day, and they were like, oh, he kind of like, like uh, he tried to come up with names for me after that Sandman fiasco. And he was yeah. like, uh, I got this name. I got this perfect name for you. I got two names for you. It's really good. And I was like, oh, God. I was like, what are they? The first one was Debo Mac, which was, I was like, what? It's like, yeah, you're, like, you're going to be like a bully, like Debo from like Friday. I was like, what? What are you talking about? It's like he's like, yeah, you'll be like this bully. You'll be like, you'll be kind of like him, but you're always doing that kind of stuff. You're kind of like bullying people, blah blah blah. I was like, that's that's dumb. I'm not doing that. And then he goes, oh, I got this other one. It's dangerous, Damian Cass. I was like, that's even worse. I was like, <laughs> worse. And he's like, no, no, no. Hear it out. Like he's like, Damian Cass is like, I got the name from. I was thinking Damian was the evil sounding name and kick and ass kick your ass kick your ass. Cass is like and like you'll be from <laughs> and you'll be from like Cass Corridor, Michigan, and like that's where all like the like the worst of the worst people come from in Michigan. Like it's even worse than like Detroit. It's Cass Corridor. I was like Cass Corridor, and my name is Damian Cass. Like, that's just too much of a coincidence. That's just too much. I don't want to <laughs> like I'll stick with it for now. Like you'll be you can be uh dangerous Damian Cass, you'd be like DDK. I was like, this is the worst thing ever. And like you're like I like I plan on keeping it for like I, for a few minutes and just stuck around my entire time so yeah just but from there like i went from like kind of like i i was always kind of booked as a heel because like i think this was my size and way i look and uh, yeah. i was get and people have always said like you look like a natural heel like you try to be face and it just doesn't fit for you like i i can't like i'm a terrible wrestling face outside of the stuff we did with uh the devlin because we were drunk idiots so, uh-huh. so like that like i'm a good face there but like my other face stuff is not very good like i'm a, i'm a heel i'm a definitely like a wrestling heel and like i so i've always been kind of like different degrees of heel <clears throat> so from like doing the stuff with devlin uh like that's where my best face work is because like i said it just uh it's not it's not too hard to be an idiot that everybody likes so i get the run right and <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm pretty good with being an idiot, so I think that that uh, makes it easier <laughs> overall. Right. But uh, <laughs> like my heel stuff, like I said, it just uh, I take I've taken a lot of like stuff, things that influence me that I see or uh, bits and pieces of stuff, and then just try to add it to one package where I'm just hyped up, or I'm just a hyped up version of bad parts of me, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like the frustration and anger and and just kind of just rolling with it and it and it kind of I don't know like I said you kind of just like I said once you start piecing stuff together and you find your strides it's, it's really uh, I think it's really easy like for me like yeah. being healed but don't ask me to like be nice and cheery because I'm not so right <laughs> in general 
like I said, it's very sarcastic and dry. So like being a face, I guess, doesn't really really work. So. I got gotcha. you. I totally understand, man. I get it. All right, we're running long on time, so I'm gonna go over two more questions with you. Uh, number one, if you could wrestle anyone from any point in wrestling history, who would it be, and tell me why? I always, I always think with this answer, it's always been Randy Savage, but I think it would be bad because they say he's very meticulous about planning everything. Uh huh. And I, I forgot, I, I'll forget most of the match by the time I get to the ring. So, <laughs> so I don't think that'd be a good fit. He'd just be calling the match the entire time. I'm like, oh, oh wait, I remember this spot. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what's after this. What's, what's the next spot? So. I think uh, I think Ricky Steamboat would be good because he's a great seller, and I think he can make anybody look like a million bucks. Yeah, he can. And so, but I think I'd be I'd be able to. That'd be a good story. I think. I think. Uh, I, I think my style fits better with um, with smaller guys. So anybody like smaller to me, um, I don't know who's who's not smaller to me. Who's a good smaller size guy that made it really. I guess all like other really like good guys have been like bigger, bigger guys, but I, yeah. But I think like I just think like uh, like I said, going back, I'm getting sidetracked. I think uh, like I said, Savage and Steamboat would be very good fits for me. Yeah. So I gotcha. Love to do that. Sure. What about a tag team match with the Black Irish Saints versus who? Uh let's see. I would demolition. Me and Devlin always love demolition. I, yeah, I think mean, he he's a big Demolition fan. It's all my and I, I actually like Demolition better than I think I like than, than I like the Road Warriors, which is really weird. But like I'm in that I'm okay. in that group. I'm in that little I'm in that population of people who like sure who really like Demolition. Yeah, and I, I prefer the Road Warriors, but I do like both of them. But how could you not if you grew up in that era? Yeah, yeah, they're really good. They're a good representation of that era. I actually I worked uh I worked X years like uh years ago really how cool was that which is kind of like cool it was cool but it was scary because yeah it was scary for like a different reason not because like i'm like hey i'm wrestling one of my you know one of my uh idols people like grow up watching and just that yeah i had actually seen him uh they this promotion i brought him in before like years before right when i was getting started and he beat the piss out of one of these guys like i don't know if it was just they obviously did something wrong, and he it rubbed them the wrong way. And I remember yeah. he threw him to the floor, and he grabbed a pylon, and he beat the he beat the brakes off this guy with this, with, really? with a pylon, with a pylon. I was like, oh my god! I oh my gosh! That. And I remember thinking the whole time, I was like, oh my god! If ever ever, ever wrestle axe, don't go to the floor, don't go to the floor, right? So so like we didn't talk out a whole lot of stuff, and we just had to guess what we were doing out there. Like I mean. You know he's gonna get ninety percent of the offense, and I'll get something. I'll get like my shit in. Oh, excuse me. I'll get my stuff in. You're good. And then, uh, then I'll uh, I'll take it from there, and I'll get the finish. So I remember, like, so I just remember thinking in the back of my head the entire time: don't go to the floor, don't go to the floor, don't go to the floor. And I remember, like, he he's doing he's doing his punches, and he's hitting me, and I'm bouncing around, and he threw me to the floor, and I woke, and I remember, and I realized, like, oh crap, I'm on the floor. Oh god, oh god. And I was like, but he, he took it easy on me. He didn't do anything. He, he just like, I kind of froze up and he, uh, he talks to me later about it. He told me like, he's like, I was trying to get you to, I was trying to nudge you to where I need you to be at. So I can hit you with this chair properly on the side without hurting you. I was like, oh, well, you know, I didn't want to tell him all the things, but I was freaking out 
we don't have to worry about you killing me out there. But uh, and real wow. quick, this funny story about that when he when he goes okay. later on, he goes to shoot me off the ropes. And most guys call they call it as the guys are either like up on the ropes or right as they're coming, you know, by. Yeah. He he didn't call it. He like he took me to the rope and I'm waiting for him to say something. He doesn't. He never says anything. He shoots me to the ropes. And as we're walking forward, as he goes to shoot me off, he goes, I kid you not, really slow. Like he goes, elbow. <laughs> shoots me right by. And I'm like, what? Did he say? I'm like, I'm running. So I'm taking my steps. You can lose, like I said, you clear the ring in like three steps. So I'm like hitting the, so I'm almost, I'm almost at the rope. I'm like, what, did, what elbow? And I, <laughs> and I turn and he's right there. So I was like, elbow, elbow. Okay. Because <laughs> he, he, I've never, that was the first and only time I've ever seen anybody do that. I think I did it like as a joke to somebody else, but never like, yeah. I was like, this is just a really weird way to call this. Like, I guess it's easier to, you know, everybody looking for with the camera and stuff. It's usually right there when you go to whip them. So I guess he, that's that TV wrestling knowledge yeah. he had. So I don't know. Like, I don't know what it was about. Like, the whole match was just really weird to me. So it was just kind of like, like, it's kind of like outside of myself watching this match happen. I'm like, elbow? What? El- Is it el- possible that it, because he's from such a different era, like, was it done? And I don't know. So forgive me if this is an ignorant question. Were things done maybe differently back when he was younger? And that's just the way he was taught and trained. That makes a lot of sense. That no, yeah. I, I know there, there's different, there's different ways to do things. Like, and it always kind of, it kind of just evolves. And that makes a lot of sense. I'm sure it has a lot more to do with it. It's yeah. Really to me, to me, it was weird because I know where I call my stuff at and where I try to hide it. And when I know I can, and when I can't, Right, and we both kind of have. He has short hair. I don't have any hair, so a lot of guys guys who long hair usually have their hair over their face. So it's hide right. easier to hide when you're talking, versus like you know, like I don't my my face is completely out there, so I have to watch as I call stuff to not make it apparent that this is what I'm doing. So right, so and I think that that may have a lot to do with because he because he because he was so low. I think it was like the only time he called anything. Like stuff is so low out there. I mean, he said it's so low and quiet. I guess that kind of yeah. made sense. Like looking at it, like yeah, I guess that makes a lot of sense to do it like that. And I just like I just think it's just a weird, bewildering thing to me because right. that was the first and only time I ever had anybody call anything to me like that. So it was just That's like so yeah. interesting. That's super cool, man. Right. Thank you for sharing that story. My next question actually was to get you to share a wrestling story. So I'm glad you did that, but. You told me a story about how you and AJ Styles pulled a rib, and I, I want you to tell it now because I need to hear it. <laughs> AJ Styles is like one of my heroes, so when you originally told me the story, I'm like, this is the greatest story ever, so I, I need you to tell it so everyone can hear. It's a ridiculous story. It's very... Yeah. Well, basically, uh, the backstory to set it up is just that we had these guys who got a, who would get bookings everywhere, and we we're like, "Hey, you know, we want to travel with you guys too. We want to do stuff too. Like, you know, we'd always take care of each other. You get a group of guys and you take care of each other, and you help get other each other's bookings, and you take your places, right. or whatever." And they didn't want to do it, and <laughs> like they were like younger guys, like newer guys who wind up getting like fell into some bookings, and they just like, "Well, Dante and Sam, those guys got bad attitudes, so we can't bring them to shows." So. Uh, yeah. so basically, he was like, uh, well, Arvin, the guy in West Virginia was like, I had a guy, you know, if you come do the, the workshop with AJ, you know, you can, he'll book you, he'll book you in the spot on the show. 
So we did it. So, you know, it, it was kind of like offensive to us because we, we had been around longer. We had been around for right. a long time at this point. We'd actually, we actually predated AJ a few years. You know, we oh, came wow. in like a few years before him at that point. We'd already, but, you know, it was just kind of like, you know, just like that ego thing you get when you're a wrestler. It's just like, yeah. just like, uh, we're at that part where you're about two to three years in where you know everything about wrestling. Right. Can't exactly. tell you anything. So uh-huh. we were kind of around that point. We were getting, out of it but we were still in it so i mean we did it and it wasn't no big deal i mean he it turned out to be a really cool experience and we got to and we put him aside later and i was like hey we'd like to talk to you. and he and even though, like the promo's like you know you guys have been around so long you didn't have to do this it's no big deal right like, oh okay thanks so so he was like hey we want to pull this rib with you we want to get these guys who got us down here you know because they're just kind of being a-holes so like you know he was like yeah i'm all for it. he's all for it so we set this thing up and made it like, uh, cause there was a little accident later, uh, with training yeah. with AJ where AJ hit my partner, uh, chill, Tommy chill at the time. He like mm-hmm. busted his lip. It's just a mistiming thing. No big deal. We kind of ran. Yeah. Like we can use that for like saying AJ, AJ was difficult to work with, man. Why'd you guys tell us this guy was such, such a difficult guy? He's, <laughs> he's a jerk. It was just the complete opposite of AJ, but it was yeah. just like, uh, like, Oh, we, we came down here. He superstarred us. He didn't want to shake our hands. He didn't want to. He didn't want to talk to us. He went to the back. He was too good to, you know. And he's, you know, all the all the worst thing we could think about doing. It was like, right. uh, I was like, I'm fired up. I'm tired of AJ's crap, you know. And I was telling, him, I was like, if he, I get a chance, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight him. I'm gonna knock his, I'm gonna knock his <laughs> out. I'm gonna, that's it. They were like, don't they? Don't don't they? Just don't they? Just calm down. Just calm down. I was like, no, no, no. You should get Chad's lip. Chad's Chad got a bust lip, and I'm all fired up. And then. AJ goes, uh, hey guys, anybody want to grapple? Do some grappling. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. It's like, no, 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 don't do it, don't do it. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm in, I'm in, and I, I rushed the ring. Like again, like they had no idea any of this was all planned out. We yeah. grapple, we we act like we're grappling, we're doing stuff, we're rolling around, and then he he goes, like, we go for it, and it looks like I, you know, like I like I heaved them off of me as yeah. I came up, and you know, obviously it's a wrestling spot, it's that breakaway spot, <laughs> like, uh-huh. like right, and you pull apart. Like I just pulled him off me, and he's like, "What are you doing? What are you doing? I told you I didn't want to bump. I told you I didn't want to bump." And it was <laughs> like, "Like, well, if we wasn't the superstar, you wouldn't mind bumping once in a while." Like, well, <laughs> well, if you weren't, you weren't too fat. And like, you weren't so fat, you'd be able to bump. Oh yeah, well, at least I don't have to take all my bumps off a ladder. Because it was after <laughs> after the big TNA stuff when they were doing the the X yeah. and stuff. And I was like, uh-huh. and he goes, "Uh, well, if you weren't so fat, you could bump off a ladder, and people could book you to do that kind of stuff." And we're so we're going back and forth. We're just like making a little jab at each other. And he goes, uh, "Yeah, well, I don't like, I don't mind, you know." He's super southern. We don't play up his accent. Oh yeah. And uh, he's like, "Yeah, Aiden Georgia." <laughs> yeah, AJ, 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 AJ Styles, right? So he's like, uh, "So we basically had him like, hey, drop the N word, but say it really country. Say it super country." And he just like. You know, he, he's like, you're fine with it. Yeah, 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 because it'd be fun because that, that'll give us a reason to do this stuff. Yeah. He says it, and I like, everybody like, oh, my God. It was like, so we, <laughs> we did like, and we, I'm like, this is what we said. We tried to make it obvious that we were we were ripping these guys because we basically <laughs> did a, like a, a pull-apart that like you see on Monday Night Raw. Like, on every yeah. wrestling show has, like, the big pull-apart brawls. We pull them apart over here, then they get together. They pull them apart over here, then they come back together here. And we, uh-huh. we obviously did that. And it was like, he's like a... That's it. I'm mad. He goes to the back and he grabs my uh, he grabs my back. I used to always have a bat with me to ringside. Yeah, like, I, like I, that I sold out of a building one day. 
long story. Different story, completely different. Okay. But, like, yeah, he came back to the bat. He had the bat, and we are like, oh, yeah, that's it. Oh, we're going to fight. He's got a, He's got my bat. He's got my bat. We're, that's it. And, like, right as we get to, like, right as we, we meet halfway, we stop and we hug. And he's like, oh, we got you guys. Now let's get to you, jerk. <laughs> And, like, he, he never, they never took us anywhere else. After. I bet they didn't. But, <laughs> but, you know, we, and the funniest, the funniest part about this is, uh, the one other black guy there, yeah. His name is uh, he went by Albie Dam, and I he. <laughs> I remember I told him I was like, "You see that out there? I'm trying to get him fired up." I was like, "You see what happened out there?" Hey, they called me in. Where you see that? He goes, "Yeah, that's kind of messed up." And he went <laughs> and he went and he walked away. Went to go practice his moonsault in the ring. I was just like, "Well, well then, who's that?" <laughs> that <didn't work." laughs> That, he's with them. He's with their. He's with the guy with the guys who wouldn't book it. So he he went and did that, and he's just like, oh well. Uh, I guess I didn't. I guess I lost that one. So like, he's just kind of like, yeah, that's messed up. It's just very, just very like dry. Just very, yeah, that is yeah. messed up. And just walked away from me like, oh, all right, that's amazing. Right. So that's yeah. absolutely amazing, dude. Well, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. <laughs> no Gotta edit it down a little bit, but yeah, it's uh, no, very good. worthwhile. It's very worthwhile. You good? It's a great story. It's a great story. Um, so we're gonna wrap up, but I do have one more question for you. One more? You said the last question. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I I'm a big fan of Funko Pops, and I know you told me about your custom Funko Pop, but will you share that with everybody? Yeah, if you see, uh, if you go to my my Facebook page, uh, mm-hmm. or the Damien Kaz uh, Facebook page, the Default picture is a Funko, which is uh, down to my friend Sam, who I mentioned earlier. Uh, Samson Cyrus Poe, he made it, and he makes like by request, he'll make you some. Like he'll, you reach out to him. Uh, he's on there. I'm pretty sure he, he's mentioned there. His no uh, one, I don't know if I want to blow up his stuff, but Samson Grove is his name. Yeah, and he's like he's always looking for make money. So you guys should definitely hit him up to make get some stuff made for you. Yeah, and he made like my Damien Kaz Funko look just like me, like because I had this, I had this weird design singlet I used to wear, this yeah. fuchsia black and white thing, and it it was to a T. It's it's the black spots are where they're supposed to be at, the fuchsia colors are where they're supposed to be at, the whites are everything is like I, it's meticulous how good he how much work he put into that thing. So definitely he he customizes belts, he customizes Funkos, he he custom like if you need something made, this guy can do it for you, and he'll. He won't. He won't like uh, try to take all your money to do it because he's he's a good guy. He means well, and uh, definitely give him your money. <laughs> it is really cool, man. I saw it like when when Devlin first told me about you. Like I logged onto your Facebook, and I'm like, holy smokes! Like, is this his own Funko Pop? Like, it's really cool. But I have like 150 of them, so nice. you know, I I have too many. Well, get a hold of him. He'll make you one of you. You can, yeah. you, can you can have you can have your own like. Rare exclusive Matt Funko Pop <laughs> with the with the Wrestle Life Radio logo on right? my shirt. Yeah, see, yeah. <laughs> we have to make that happen. We have to make that happen. <laughs> Dante, I know that we've went through a lot. For this people in the it, people that are listening don't know how many takes we've had to do because of so many things cutting off. This is actually the third one. So thank you very much for taking time, dude. I, I legitimately appreciate it. And I have enjoyed all three of them. So if good, you, good. why don't you um, why don't you share your social media with me and everybody else? Uh, you can reach. You can find my hardly updated, but 
recently updated. Damien Cast web's uh, Facebook page is like Facebook.com. Uh, I believe it's Dcast29. Uh, you just look up Damien Cast and you should find him. I should be the only Damien Cast on Facebook. So yeah, <laughs> and uh, that's that. Uh, you can. I'm weird about my my personal one. You can find that. That's later on there. And I don't. I don't really do a whole lot of stuff anymore, so I don't really yeah. promote myself as much as I used to because I don't really have anything I'm selling or pushing anymore. But yeah, definitely like uh, you see me on Instagram. It's uh, D E Dunnigan, uh, and that's it. Yeah, you'll it just you know bother me a little bit, I guess. <laughs> so Dante Russell Life Radio exclusive right now. Any chance the Black Irish Saints get together for one more match? We've mentioned it. We've mentioned it. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not so much full time anymore. I'm, I'm not like every time I see wrestling, I go, "Ooh, ooh, that looked like that hurt." Ooh. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> for the right reasons, I will definitely do another match. Uh, but there's nothing planned as of right now, especially with how gotcha. weird it is for us here. But if yeah. the right opportunity presents itself, I would, I would do it. I would do it. Uh, especially I told Devlin that I know if he needed me to do something as far as like doing a Black Irish Saint tag match or doing, so I, I'll be there. Whatever he needs. So. There's a there. The door is open. I don't expect it to be. I don't expect it to be kicked in anytime soon. But it's, yeah, it's definitely open. Well, make sure to let us know if so, man. Oh yeah, great. absolutely, absolutely, awesome, awesome, ladies and gentlemen. This has been Dante Dunnigan, aka Damian Cast. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Remember to hashtag support indie wrestling. You can follow us all on Facebook and Instagram at Wrestle Life Radio and on Twitter at Wrestle Life Pod. And follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Wrestle Life Matt. And thank you so much for listening today, and we hope you all have an absolutely wonderful day.